Welcome back to another episode of the Bush League Podcast. I am your co-host, Dalton Thompson. He is Zach Ashby. Zach, the Cardinals are six games below 500, all while Steven Matz is still in a uniform. What What's going on on... First off, welcome. Second off, how do we, how do we start a petition to get Steven Matz DFA'd waived traded what what are your thoughts how do we how do we uh move on from the steven matt's experience while also putting that money that we spent on him to good use well first of all dalton i'm gonna pour one out for steven matt's <laughs> you better learn chinese buddy because you're not going back to the league after this year um i mean I mean, you're paying the guy what eleven and a half million right now. Um, yeah, good chunk of change. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, sized, you know, salary. But obviously, I, we're we're touching on something like that we've we've known all along. Like, it's no secret that Stephen Matz is far from a fan favorite when it comes to his performance. So. I, I think it's time for the Cardinals to seri- seriously consider cutting ties. I mean, I don't think there's really any other avenue. Like you throw him in the bullpen and he, you know, he, he gets a, a couple innings here, a couple innings there in low leverage games. But I mean, you're, you're holding up the line of other players who probably deserve to be on the big league squad. So, I mean, I, it just, I don't know. It's, it, they've dug themselves into a, a hole that I just don't know how they're going to get out of. Yeah. I mean, you just, there's not, I don't think you can really even use him in the bullpen either. I mean, he hasn't really proved himself to either be a starter pitcher or, you know, a relief. I mean, maybe you, you throw him in like Hicks or low leverage situations, but I mean, I will say I did see a stat on Twitter um, last year. His ERA as a starter was like five point seven, um, and then this year it's like five point three two, or it might be flip flopped. Either way, both of them were like in the fives. Um, but his, uh, whenever he was coming back off of that injury stint last year, and he was in the bullpen for a little while, his ERA during those games while he was in the bullpen was a one point seven two ERA. Which I don't think was over a ton of games, but obviously, if if it's someone like Steven Matz who throws mid nines, you know he he's got a lot of sync to his his ball. Um, somebody like him might benefit from only going out for an inning and two thirds or two innings, you know, whatever that is, in situations where the game's already out of reach one way or another. But he's there to eat innings and and be able to just throw the ball. I think something with Steven Matz that we're seeing is that his, I mean, his, his velo is so inconsistent that you can't ever really gauge how he's feeling all other than knowing that he's giving up five to six runs a game. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up or I'm trying to find the, um, the quote that I think Ollie Marmol was talking about him. Um, 
just kind of he basically was just saying like we have no idea what we're gonna do with him like we're it's uncertain what's gonna happen in the bullpen and uh the starting rotation at this point well um, his his outing the other night where he he threw three or four innings i mean they they pushed him to his limit like he was pitching <clears throat> terrible i think he gave up like 11 hits six earned like a strikeout or two one of the worst outings i've seen in a really long time probably since his last really bad outing but he he's had a problem cons- with consistency obviously his whole career but in this scenario it it hurt the entire team because they had to pivot and use more arms out of the bullpen that they than they probably wanted to with a long series uh coming up with the guardians obviously with the reds also was a four game stretch but there was 16 games back to back to back to back and so forth but you've got to be able to stretch your starters enough to where your bullpen's not having to pick up that slack and it pushed them back so far that they weren't even sure if Liberator was going to make a start this weekend. Obviously, it's Friday and he's starting against Shane Bieber and the Guardians, but there was a point where Marmol and, and uh, Wesley Blake both said that they they needed to uh, – Dusty Blake, I'm sorry. They, they needed to regroup and figure out how they were going to move forward with the rotation. So – his bad play isn't only hurting the team in, in the wins and losses column, but it's also affecting the strategy and, and how they move forward with every other game going forward. Yeah, I mean, just uh, – I mean, I'm glad I, I'm i a big Libertor guy, so I'm glad he Me got too. the call up. Um, he's looked awesome too. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's looked good. consistently looked good. Yeah, he looks good. Um is there anybody else that may have a chance of getting in that starting rotation? And no, it's not Dakota Hudson. Uh, so I saw something this morning about. Um, I, I saw something this morning. Two things this morning. Like, One, would you think that that they would put Matt? They would send Matt down and then bring up. No, somebody? I I don't think that's an option. Um, yeah. I don't. I, and I don't even know if it's like uh, the Cardinals would never do it situ- situation. Mm-hmm. I think it's more. Uh, Steven Matz has enough service time and he can refuse. Yeah, he's tenured. So essentially he can refuse any outright assignment to the, to the minor leagues. What so, about he looked good when they had, I mean, obviously in the world baseball classic, he looked great, but he's not a starter. He's, you know, one, two inning guy. Um, I saw this morning Woodford threw a pen. Uh, they're saying he's, uh, on the way back. So, mm-hmm. You know, that's at least a little bit of an upgrade, I feel like, you know, especially if he can figure out, um, you know, how he was throwing back in spring training. If he can kind of tap back into that, I think that would be uh, something really solid for the Cardinals. And I also saw this morning, uh, you said Dakota Hudson. If Dakota Hudson's not called up by June 2nd, gone, he becomes a super two, which means that he doesn't hit free agency for another year. So his service Mm. clock the way that it works and everything. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't essentially, if he's on the team, he would hit free agency at the end and at the end of this season, if he doesn't get called up, he'll be on the team for another year. So that's something for the Cardinals to keep in mind as well. As far as his clock and everything goes on that side of it, I would imagine one of those two guys would probably fill in that starting rotation spot while Matt's either gets DFA'd or moved to the bullpen. But if they move him to the bullpen, You've got to send somebody down. And the bullpen, as of late, hasn't looked that bad. 
So it, it it's creating – it's like the Wilson Contreras situation. He goes from your everyday starting catcher, cornerstone catcher for the next five years to DH corner outfielder holding up every other prospect they have that plays those positions. And then nine days later, they're like, yeah, he's going to catch again. So it's like I, I don't – there's not really like a, a solution that's going to solve all of their problems, but the one solution that they should employ is literally any other pitcher than Steven Matz. I, I throw Hicks out there for a spot start. Like I'm at that point where I'm like, let him go out for three or four innings and see what he does. It can't be worse. Yeah, exactly. You want to hear? Uh, you want to see? Or I'll tell you some uh, a cool little stat here. Let me hear it. Uh, Michael McGreevy in AAA. Have you seen what this guy's done? I haven't. Five zero, five and zero. With a two five ERA, forty one strikeouts, win a one two three. I love that. I mean, got drafted first overall or first uh, round, first round pick. draft pick. Yep. Yeah, twenty twenty one. So I mean, dude's only twenty two years old. He's got the pedigree, that's for sure. I mean, I'm not saying bring him up, but <clears throat> I mean, why not? You know, I mean, he's how old, he he was born in two thousand, so he's uh, turning. He turns twenty three in July. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'm I I would love to see Michael McGreevy get a chance. That'd be kind you know, of cool I think I think he if he keeps pitching the way he has, I mean, why not? Obviously, Zach Thompson is a yeah a, a no brainer. You know, it it would make the most sense. But the Cardinals have already said like we're preparing to put him in the rotation next year. So like I I don't I don't understand how their thought process works with. These these prospects who are obviously very ready, both on the offense and defensive side of things, pitching, offense, whatever. Um, it's the way that they manage their prospects scares me sometimes because, like, we've seen it happen with Michael Waka or uh, Carlos Martinez in some situations. Like these highly touted prospects, they bring them up early, they struggle, they send them down, they let them work on it, they bring them back up, and and then they. They're they're already fighting upwards, so I, it always baffles me on, on how they handle their prospects. It seems that they're handling the Nolan Gorman situation well. Matthew Libertor is getting a good shot here, but you know we we gotta hope that they continue to give him a shot if he starts to struggle. Yeah, uh, I mean, not much really really to say other than like you said. With Zach Thompson, I don't know. I mean, down in the minors now, AAA, but struggling a little bit. But I mean, I mean, I, I, I just didn't. I don't understand the, the, the move that they did with him. I just, I, I can't grasp. And to be so publicly like, yeah, this is what we're doing. We, you just don't see that very often. Like it's. <laughs> They they publicly were like, yeah, we know that he's good enough to be a big leaguer, but him being in the bullpen is not what we want long term. So regardless if it helps us win or lose, we're going to send him down so that he's ready next year. Like what? Like, why would you put that so in shorts? Like, I don't know, man. It's it's such a weird, just such a weird situation. Stephen Matz, you know, peace out. But other than that, I mean, the Cardinals have looked good. They're four and three in their last seven. 
The offense has looked great. They obviously went off for 16, uh, 16 runs on the night that we recorded last week. Um, they ended up taking the series from the Dodgers, which was awesome. They ended up losing the series against the Reds. So kind of a flip-flop we'll situation of, of – oh, we did split. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Split. That awesome pitch. And for some reason yesterday. they – they tweeted happy flight and all the comment all the comments under their pictures like you guys split with the reds what are you talking about right <laughs> it's a it's definitely a weird dynamic to to win a series against one of the best teams in the league and then split a split a series with the, one of the worst teams in the league so that's just baseball though yeah I mean, base, baseball is so unpredictable yeah it's it's i don't know 23-29. So I mean, that looks a lot better than what what we were at. Right. 10 and 23 it's, it's or whatever. It's definitely an improvement. That's for sure. And that's – and which is, you know, what we've been preaching for the last few weeks. If they can get as close to 500 as possible by the end of May, they have a chance. They have five games left. Right now they're in the bottom of the fourth against the Guardians. Um, no, no score. <laughs> Uh, Libertor looks awesome. Shane Bieber looks even even better. Uh, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a low scoring game tonight. But you know we've got we've got plenty of chances to put ourselves as close back to 500 as possible. Which really really hoping they take advantage of because they like I said if they can go three and two or four and one in these next five games they're three or four games under 500 and right back in it. So it, because the uh, you know the the standings really haven't changed that much except we're climbing. You know we're I think we're in the middle. Yep, we're in third place right now. Milwaukee is twenty seven and twenty three. Pittsburgh is twenty five and twenty four, and then we're in third with twenty three and twenty two or twenty nine. So it, it's right there. They're definitely they're definitely putting themselves in a position to make a run at the central, which I still think that they're going to win, but. They've got to kick it into high gear, man. It's this is the time when these games really start to matter even just a little bit more, you know. Because if you don't, if you don't win the struggle of the dog days of summer, then you're going to be trying to fight upward in you know August, September, and we don't want that. We want to be in a good position by the time we get there. So, well, I'd almost say that probably by the end of June that we'll be neither first or second. I mean, I yeah, I can see that. If you got, if you look like. Burr's pitching, Woodford and and Burns are out until probably, you know, July, from what I heard, July or the end of the year. I can't remember what they said. Um, who the Pirates? I, God only knows what's going to happen with them. Well, they've been they've looked terrible lately. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, we're in third, and they're 25 and 24. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the Pirates have uh, the Pirates are are going to fall from grace like everyone expected. What's funny is uh, just looking at the standings right now. The Brewers have a negative seven run differential, and the Pirates, Cardinals, and Cubs all have at least a plus ten run differential, and they're all you know basically under five hundred. So baseball is unpredictable. That is the moral of the story. You can't predict baseball as no. much as you'd like to as much as we'd like to it's impossible so we can only hope that they continue to perform well um, obviously 
The big dogs have been playing very well. Arenado's kind of gotten back into his groove. He looks he looks pretty good. Um, he got tossed the other night, which was hilarious. He wouldn't even look at it. It's the umpire show. The umpires happens. have been terrible lately. That's They're one thing awesome. that I wanted to touch on is that I I can't remember seeing such a bad showing over a series as the showing that the umpires had in that series against Cincinnati. That was so bad. Yeah, they're um they're they were horrible. But it's just like it's not even just the Cardinals, it's the whole entire league that's seeing this. Like if you even look at an umpire now, you get you just get tossed. Like it's it's crazy. The they're umpires, making it really hard are ejecting left and right lately. Yeah. And it's really hard for somebody to watch that and then have the robo bombs come into conversation and not be like, well, this is going to be the umpire show. You might as well just throw the robo umpires out there and have them, you know. That's something I definitely do not want. No, I, I don't, don't want that because the umpires are part of the game. It's always, they're always they have to be. The game. But it's just like it's – annoying when you see like what's that one umpire that the guy that was telling all he had no class last year oh uh cb buckner cb buckner he's out there and he just like look at me i'm the umpire he's like i got eject you you know it's just like what was the same with Corey little the umpire that ejected ali the other night i mean it's not about you it's not, and and I feel like umpires take such umbrage with that that they they interject themselves in games where obviously they they don't need to be involved. It's and and it, it I feel I feel bad for some of the players like Brendan Donovan. I I don't know if anybody gets more strike calls outside calls. I, I've never like I, just Everybody. watching this game tonight. I've seen at least three or four where it's it's egregious. Like, it's so bad. It's hard to compete. Yeah, it is. Especially when they throw, you know, know, it seems like a a foot outside the box. And for some reason, they call it, they say, oh, yeah, you painted that. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's the dog days of summer. Um, there's There's not a ton of, uh, baseball to cover on our end. Um, Nolan Gorman is go ahead. Gorman, he's been awesome. Um, the Young's been on fire. Uh, not a lot has changed on the offensive side. Guys are still raking. Guys are still playing good ball. Um, I do want to. I do want to know your opinion on the the current construction of the. Uh, you know the roster as it sits right now. If you had to make any moves to the offensive side in in organization, you can't trade outside for it or go sign a free agent. If there were two pieces that there are two moves that you could make right now for the offense, what would you do? What what are those two moves? How would you how would you like within the farm system? Within the yeah, within the system already at hand. Um uh, There's one very obvious one. Yeah, uh, Jordan Walker. I don't know if that's what you're thinking of, but Jordan no. Walker has been on fire lately. He has. He has. Yeah, he just had a 420 foot bomb the other night. He's had a couple actually. Yeah, his his exit velo starting to tick back up. He's making good contact. The 
The one move that I'm still just baffled that uh, he's still on the roster is Trace Barrera. We have oh, three man. catchers. Did you see him catch the other night? It's it was bad. It yeah, was really bad. He had I think what two or three or three pass balls. balls. Yep. Yeah, he did not. And it was good. all in like extra innings. Like these are innings that we need like solid defense to keep it. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I don't understand why he's still on the roster. Their whole like explanation is in case you know late game if Kisner's catching. They pinch hit for Kisner and then bring in Barrera as the defensive replacement. But it could all be solved if you would just start your $87.5 million catcher more than three games a week. Like yeah. just platoon them with like Kisner and Contreras. If you don't want Contreras to catch as many games, have them catch every fourth or fifth game. Like there's no reason that Kisner and Contreras should be catching the same amount of time no so there has to be one there has to be one that outweighs the other right and i think it's i just it it makes no sense that we have three catchers on the roster that's the first move i would make right away i would i would uh dfa barrera and i would probably send down Burleson hasn't looked great lately. I'd probably send down Burleson. That's what I was going to trade for or like swap with. I was going to yeah. get Walker with Burleson because he's just been kind of flying out all over the place. He didn't look very good at first um, yesterday as well. No. He's um, he's definitely not a defensive-minded uh, ball player. He's definitely a DH. And whenever we have other guys that are, are better DHs, I mean, he's – you know, it just doesn't – doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have him on when he's struggling. Get him some consistent playing time in in Memphis. Um, I I think uh, I think Jordan Walker should be called back up too. I'm right there with you. Um, and then someone of like Luke and Baker or um, even like, someone like Chandler Redman in in Double A. He's he had he has like 20 home runs in Double A right now. I, I mean they did it they did it with Walker. They brought him straight from double A. Like what's to say that he, you know, Redmond might be in a position to where he could succeed in the big leagues. Yeah. And he's a uh, left handed bat too. So I mean, if you send down Burleson and Barrera, that's a lefty and a righty, and bring up Walker and Redmond, you know, there's your lefty and righty to to fill back in. Yeah. Um I know um it's I'm going to go back on my word um, about the whole catcher thing, but Von Herrera's looked good. And, he uh, has looked he's good. Like, he's hitting, yeah. the, he's hitting if, the ball. Let's put it this way. If they are going to hold three catchers, uh, you know, it should be Herrera. Popular judgment, it should be Herrera. Yeah, I agree with that. He's uh, batting two <sighs> stupid ads. 284. You know, four eleven OBP and a nine thirty seven OPS. So he's he's walking a lot. He's uh, getting uh, on base. Yeah, he's getting on base. Um, yeah, I mean that would be that. Like again, like we I, we just were talking about. Like we don't need three catchers, but if there was somebody to come up and maybe just DH or you know fill on a Sunday spot, it'd be Herrera. Yeah. Instead of. Uh, Barrera. Barrera. So, um, 
I, I think know. the team. I think the team in general is good as it sits, but could be much better with like three moves: DFA Mats, DFA Barrera, send down Burleson, and bring up three new guys. Like I think that right there would increase the win total by three, three to four games immediately. I think the team becomes a a better team immediately. Yeah. Uh, hey, shout out uh, Wade Stouts. Shout out Wade. Went three for three. Um, getting a, getting some more playing time in there. It's a, a little bit of a log jam in, in Springfield right now. I think they hold three or four catchers on their roster. So Wade gets some time behind the dish and, and also DHs. But he went three for three with a double the other day. So shout out the Bush League pod sponsored athlete, Wade Stouse. <laughs> A gentleman and a scholar. Hey, we gotta get that guy on again. Yeah, definitely. We we're we're working on getting some guests for the pod. Um, you know, trying to bring more voices into the the space. That I think that's one of our biggest goals is to give other people a platform to not just tweet but talk about Cardinals baseball over the airwaves. So we're working on it. We're trying to bring in more more uh more ears and and more people into the podcast. Um, obviously we're going to have Randy on every, every other week probably. So be expecting to hear from him often, but we're also trying to, uh, we're also trying to incorporate other people. So stay tuned. We're really excited for where the pod's going. Zach drop our Instagram, uh, Bush league official underscore Bush league official underscore. And our Twitter is Bush underscore league pod and our email is bush league cards pod at gmail.com send us questions we're really wanting to answer some questions um zach that really that's really all i had did you have anything else you wanted to talk about any any cardinals ball you want to you touch on before we uh send it into the weekend uh no not really not not a whole lot has really happened uh, There's going to be weeks like this. There's just not a lot to talk about other than struggling Stephen Matz. But you know, other than that, it's been good Cardinals baseball. They're four and three over the last seven. Um, they they're starting a three game series with Cleveland, and then they uh, I think they come back home to to take on the Royals in the yep. I seventy matchup. I'm gonna try to get to one of those. Uh, I'm gonna try to go to the. Oh, oh, yeah, I like to go to one of those games. That'd be nice. They actually have a two-day break on Wednesday and Thursday of this upcoming week. Two off days, back-to-back days. So that's gonna be tough. We'll we'll definitely record on that Wednesday or Thursday. Hope maybe we'll try and get an interview or something like that to fill in some of that space of Cardinals baseball that's not going to be played. But. Um, I'll be in some enemy territory next Friday. Where are you going? I will be at the Royal Stadium next oh, Friday. Oh, you're going you're going to Kansas City to watch the game? Uh yes, I have I have reserve duty next Friday. So I'm nice. about thirty minutes away from Royal Stadium. So they are playing I believe they are playing the Milwaukee. Playing Milwaukee. Where's- we need you in attendance there. We need you to um, we, we need, need you to put them away. Let me check real quick. I believe it's the Milwaukee Brewers. No, it's the Rockies. It's the Rocks. 
the Rock Eaters. I watched the Rockies, uh, the Rockies and Phillies in in Denver. That was a that's a cool stadium. If you've that's never a, been to Coors Field, that's a sweet place to watch baseball. It's a fantastic stadium. Great stadium. Highly recommended. You have like two beers there, and you were oh my god, it's a great time. You're elevated. Great time out there. We were in dead center field, and it was like a party. It was hilarious. <laughs> I would like to go there for the All Star game. Like yeah, years ago, that'd been fun. Yep, that's a that's a great place to be. Good. It was good baseball too. Got mm-hmm. to see uh, Harper hit one off the wall. I I had a uh, I put money on him to hit a home run, so I was. I was a little upset, but uh, it was a good game. But either way, um, happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody. Zach, thank you for your service. Um, Be sure to tell those who serve, men and women that serve, that you appreciate them. Uh, Without them, we wouldn't be able to enjoy Cardinals baseball. So, Zach, thank you for your service. Thank you for all that you do. We appreciate it. I speak on behalf of Cardinals Nation when I say that. But, Peace, uh, love, enjoy. Absolutely, brother. Well, that's all I have. I think uh, we're good to wrap it up. Zach, any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say? That'll be it. All righty. Well, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Bush League Pod. We'll see you next week. Zach, see you later. See ya.